All right, let's turn our attention to this because I think this is a fascinating story. And it, it really is, I, I would like to say shocking, but not so much. Reading in the uh, CBC website, so they, they, they did this marketplace uh, kind of gotcha. And I love their marketplace investigations because they're pretty good at them. So this Edmonton man, ha- he ordered a car. He ordered a Kia Telluride. And he's pretty excited about the fact that he'd ordered this car from the, from the dealership. Goes to pick up his new car after waiting four months for his car. And he was told that he's going to have to pay a $2,400 market adjustment fee. And if he didn't pay, sales off. Thanks so much. He's floored because he's saying, well, we had an agreement. Like I ordered it four months ago. The manager blamed the current auto shortage and uh, basically said, well, the price has gone up. There's nothing I can do for you. And he said, we had an agreement. Now the sales rep said, no, we had a worksheet agreement. That's very different. And so it's a little bit, there's a bit of a, a difference in what a worksheet agreement and an agreement amounts to between the dealer and the buyer. So I think this guy ultimately walked away from the deal and then they ended up selling to somebody else because they can, because there's such a demand for cars. But uh, CBC reached out to Kia and a Kia customer service rep apologized for the inconvenience, said that due to the volatility in market, prices couldn't be guaranteed for an extended period. And that um, a spokesperson in the email said, you know, the company doesn't have control over customer transactions as dealerships are independently owned and operated and that dealerships are encouraged to uphold pricing whenever possible. So I guess they could just lean on, well, it wasn't really possible because prices have gone up, pandemic and all. I want to welcome onto the program uh, Shari Primack, who is a senior consultant at Car Help Canada, a nonprofit association that helps people negotiate vehicle purchases. Boy, oh boy, this is really in your wheelhouse. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So is this, how typical of a scenario is this in the pandemic? It's quite typical, especially this past year with this ongoing industry-wide car shortage. There's a major shortage of vehicles. Dealerships have far fewer vehicles when compared to the demand from customers. So what we're finding is that more and more dealerships now are taking that to their advantage and either charging additional fees making add-ons mandatory, or in some cases, adding market adjustment fees uh, to the contracts in order to make more money per car. I understand that here in Ontario, we have what is called the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. They oversee auto sales. But um, turns out dealerships can add fees and other markups because there's a loophole. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so in Ontario, as in many other provinces, we have a piece of legislation which is called all-in price advertising. So when a dealership advertises a vehicle for a specific price, they're required to honour that price. It must include everything except for HST and licensing. Now, when dealerships don't advertise a price or don't advertise a vehicle, as is sometimes the case because they don't have any inventory, then they're free to charge more or less whatever they want. As long as it's disclosed ahead of time and presented on the contract, on the purchase agreement, and the consumer agrees to sign it, then the dealership is theoretically not doing anything wrong. Where it becomes problematic is when the, when the consumer signs a purchase agreement, waits several months, and then the dealership changes the terms and conditions at the last moment right before delivery. And this is something we're seeing happening here and there. 
And do we have any, do consumers have any rights or any uh, ability to push back on this other than saying, you know what, keep your car, I'm not interested? Well, many dealerships are happy to cancel the deal and even some cases refund the deposit that was made if the buyer doesn't like uh, the price. However, that doesn't help the buyer because now they have to reset the switch and order a car all over again and start the waiting period all over again. But it's no issue for the dealer because they Mm -hmm. can easily sell that car to the next customer who's eagerly waiting to take it. Okay, so what's your your quick list of tips for us uh, looking to buy a new car among these vehicle shortages? Well, definitely you need to plan ahead. Uh, Don't wait to the last minute before your car breaks down. Uh, Prepare way in advance. Prepare to wait a long time if necessary. And definitely shop around. Approach at least a handful of dealerships uh, in your area, in your city, and obtain quotes from them ahead of time so you know exactly what you're paying before you go to the dealer. And try to make sure that the price you're getting from the dealer more or less matches the price on the car manufacturer website. That's the baseline price you should be paying. So if a dealership is adding additional charges, add-ons on top of that, then you know you might not be getting the most fair deal out there. And make sure that any conditions, anything promised by the dealer is in writing on the contract so you can hold them to it. So you have to get everything in writing. How do you know the difference between a contract and a work agreement? Well, a purchase agreement for a vehicle uses a standard template. Um, It's more or less the same template used by all dealerships. So it's quite easy to tell. I mean, the format, the price breakdown of the vehicle, there's a spot where you sign and a large uh, disclosure statement where it explains all your all the terms, the sale is final. So it's, it's pretty easy to tell if it's a real purchase agreement or if it's something else. Okay, I really appreciate your time. I hope that helps out some people that are listening. I'm sure uh, this is uh, frustrating for people that think that they've got an agreement with the dealership. They go back and the, now they have a market adjustment fee added to the bill. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time, Shari. No problem. Thank you. Have a great day. Shari Primack is a senior consultant at Car Help Canada. Hey, Rich in Hamilton, welcome to the Kelly Cotrera Show. Well, I, I feel bad for this guy because it, to me that seems like a, like a bait and switch uh, with, with the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they take his money and they've got him. And then they can you know, do whatever they want with the car once it comes in. So that, that doesn't seem right to me. But I, I had the opposite experience. I, uh, we were shopping for a car for my wife, and we had to wait nine months after we put our deposit in. Uh, There's no communication between us or, or the dealership during that time. Uh, but when the car came in, we, we got the call. They said, uh, you know, it's, it's ready for you. And on the, <clears throat> on the uh, purchase agreement, it actually did say uh, that the, the price of the car had gone up, I can't, I can't remember, $2,400, $2,800. But they were offer, um, honoring the original purchase price that we had, uh, that we had agreed to. Um, and, and even thanked us for waiting so long that it was, you know, they, they weren't sure if, if we were going to wait that long or not. You know what's interesting? I heard that a lot of cars uh, companies uh, are really concerned about customer loyalty these days, and I wonder how much that has to do with it. Well, I I agree. I I, mean, I would totally go back to this dealership. Uh, you know, they they treated us well. They they honored the price. And you know, hearing what other companies are doing, or or not companies but dealers are doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that to me puts a puts up a real red flag. Uh, like I said, you know, to me that's like a bait and switch tactic, and that's not that's not cool in my eyes. Yeah, no, Rich, I hear what you're saying. I appreciate the call, and I'm so happy you actually had a positive outcome with your story because it could be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, well, thank you, Kelly.